Hi, my name is Joe Mike, and this is the Sacred Heart Open Forum. Today with me, I have... Aiden Knapp. James Bona. And Nathan Stelmack. Today, we will be talking about standardized testing, um, some changes that have been happening with them, and overall, how we feel about their place in the American education system. Standardized tests have actually been around... Um, since the 1800s, uh, the mid-1800s, uh, and the Scholastic Aptitude Test, or the SAT, which is probably the most famous standardized test in America, was developed in 1926. Um, the ACT was introduced in 59, and the PSAT, which is the Preliminary Scholastic Aptitude Test, was uh, introduced in 1971, has been administered every fall since then. So they've been around for a while. Yeah, I mean, the SAT has been terrorizing high school students for almost a century now. Don't forget the iconic CMTs from elementary school. Oh, man. oh God, those, yeah. those were the worst. <laughs> even took those. I used to dread those, and <laughs> at, like the days leading up to it were so scary, but nah, I, I forgot yeah. about those until you even mentioned them. Yeah, those, the CMTs were pretty bad. I'm glad that we've moved past those in our high school career now. I went to Catholic school and for elementary school, and we took the Iowas, which is that version of the CMTs, and I don't even remember what I how I did on them. I just remember being so upset when that week would come, and like I think it was January. Yeah, those were, yeah, those were not fun. Any lower when you're younger, taking standardized tests is like so boring because then you finish and you just like sit there and like play with your thumbs for like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Pretty fun. much. I, I guess they wanted to start us off young and prepare us for, uh, you know, the fun ride we had ahead of ourselves in uh, high school. Yeah, I know. I mean, now in high school, they're used, and for college, they're used as like a benchmark because every state has a different curriculum, which I think it's a good idea in practice, but I don't know. Um, I, there's definitely pros and cons to like the SAT and the ACT. Because some people do way better on one or the other, and some people do well on those and not so well in school. So it's kind of just what kind of learner you are. Yeah, I think another that's one of the things, the issues too with um, going to college. Like it's kind of double-sided because on one hand, some people don't do well in school necessarily, but perform very well in the SAT. And then on the flip side, there are people who don't um, perform well in the SAT but do well in school. Um so it's kind of always been tough, I think, for people to find that balance. No doubt, yeah. And, like, it's kind of, you, you start to wonder how it became such, like, a big piece of, um, you know, college application processes when really, when you when you look at all these facts, you kind of start to think about it's really inconsistent. It doesn't judge a student uh, perfectly or really paint a good picture at all. Because like you said, Nate, you know, someone can do really bad in school and then do really well on the test. And, you know, from from that perspective, you can go, wow, they must be a very good student in school, you know, very productive and working hard, which might not be the case. But on the flip side, someone who does really good in school, they work hard, you know, they're on top of their studies, they might not do so well in standardized testing. So you have to think, you know, how did this become the center of a college application over all these years and then the rest of like what can actually show what a student is like how did that become secondary yeah and just to elaborate on what Aiden said Mrs. Nagel one of our teachers she has said multiple times that the SAT and the ACT and all these standardized tests 
the only thing they really do is determine how well you did on that test on that specific day and don't really take into account how you are as a student because like you could have had something big happen that day and you weren't fully focused so yeah i remember when we took the act in february i was the sickest i've ever been in my life and i had a family thing going on so i definitely wasn't in the headspace to be taking a standardized test so but i think but, also too another thing to remember is like mm-hmm. the, the sat and the act like that just measures you as a student and i think what that neglects is what kind of person you are because ultimately like whether you get you know, I don't know, like a 1200 or a 1600 on the ACT, on the SAT, like 25 years from now, like that's not really going to mean much. Very true. Yeah. I mean, your test score in high school is not going to be what carries you through college and uh, the beginning of your, your career. Um, It's going to be like Nate said, your character and how hard you're willing to work for whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, And this year, Oh, sorry, you go, James. Okay, sorry. But uh, I was just going to say one thing that I actually do like about the college admission process is that it doesn't just look at your test scores. It also requires essays. And I think that's a good insight into seeing how the student is as a person outside of the classroom in like in like everyday life. Yeah, and this year, um, almost every, co- every college I'm applying to is test optional. And I think almost every college in the country is, which I think is great because I personally am not sent, I haven't sent my scores anywhere. I like that we have the option and I hope that um, some colleges continue with that because I, I would get like if you got like a 1350 on your SAT wanting to put that into your application, I think that's, it's good to have that as an addition, but sometimes when you don't do that well, it can kind of, you can feel like it hinders your application and I hope for you, Nate, because James Aiden and I are all seniors, I hope that you have that option next year. Yeah, I do think it's going to be, I think whether, regardless of what it is, when you set a precedent, like how this year what you're doing with the SAT, with a lot of SAT optional, it's kind of hard, I think, for colleges to justify, you know, two years from now, whenever COVID's like mitigated, to be like, oh yeah, now we're going to require SATs again. Because it's like, not like it's on, it's not like your fault, but it's like your class doesn't have to. So why should, now, why should we allow, force other people to, just in general, so... Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, so far, I would say this application process is probably, compared to recent years, been very smooth for many people compared to what other uh, high school students in the past have had to go go through to uh, apply to colleges. And it's really nice to see that there's more of an emphasis on the finer aspects of a college applicant's application, like the essay, for example, which is... Uh, this is where you can really show who you are and like really try to show the college admissions office, you know, what it is that you're bringing to the table. Whereas a standardized test, which was the main emphasis before, doesn't do that so well. Yeah, and I would like to see colleges remain test optional, but I also think that it could be a double-edged sword because by having like these benchmarks for, oh, The average student is from this spot in the SAT to this spot. What that does is like gives like, oh, this is what we're looking for. If they're test optional, then kids who fall below that could apply and then not succeed to their fullest potential. So I think that it should just, you know, there should be some caution on the school's part, you know? 
Yeah, and I do think also for for a lot of people, like if you're an athlete that's looking to um, play a collegiate sport, I do think it's easier uh, to some degree to kind of not need the SAT because you kind of have the support of the college coach in that uh, admissions process. So I I do agree with you, James, that for for some people, like the SAT can can be very important because it it can do a lot, especially if they don't have a lot of extracurricular stuff to kind of support them in the process. Yeah. And I do, like I said before, I really think having the option is um, the best part of it out of the whole test optional part. And I do think a lot of colleges will remain test optional. Um, many, I think it was UConn, maybe I'm wrong, it might not have been UConn, that said that they were going to be test optional this year anyway, and then COVID hit and they just did it for sure. And I think it's interesting that a lot of Ivy League schools are test optional because that's like, you know, the cream of the crop. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's caught me off guard too. I, You know, I was looking at Twitter during the uh, – the pandemic, like back when lockdown and everything started to really pick up and started reading about how like for next year, like how colleges are really going to like examine the place of standardized testing, and you know, college applications. And to think that, yeah, like you said, the best of the best schools that they even considered going test optional and many of them now are, it's definitely ridiculous to think about. And it's something that you could not have predicted in like, a year or two ago. Uh, no one could have predicted that. Yeah, I mean, maybe... I, I, my hope is that it, it would at least bring some good. The, the good that would come out of it would be, you know, I think right now or historically when people prepare for college, they prepare for the SAT. But now if there's greater emphasis on, like, community service and doing things outside the classroom as important parts to getting into college, hopefully it'll encourage people high school juniors, seniors, even sophomores, whatever, to really um, do some good outside the classroom, which is just beneficial for everybody. I also think that colleges becoming test optional is also like just a sign of the time since, as Jill mentioned earlier, these tests have been around for a very long time. And I think that now colleges are starting to realize, oh, the SAT and the ACT, yes, they're important, but there are more important parts of the college admission process and, you know, they should start phasing these out. I agree. I know it's used as a benchmark, but I um, I recently was looking at um, all of 50 states ranked from most to least educated and I Connecticut's like fifth, which is very good for us. But I just don't know that I feel like it could hinder a student because maybe their education system in their state isn't as good and that's not their fault because there are different emphases in different places yeah i do know there is i remember i think it was like last year i think uh like there's new i don't know what they're if actually what they're called but basically like if you're from an urban area or you go to a like a larger public high school you actually get like not points on your sat but it gets factored in more now than it used to. Yeah. So like, for example, like if a kid at a, an urban school, large urban school, you know, um, scores like a 1350 on the SAT and a kid from a, a, a small private, very wealthy town scores a 1400, they're probably going to value the 1350 more based on the circumstances, which I definitely think if you're going to, um, the, this, the question of SAT and the, and how important it's going to be, I think that's, 
definitely necessary. Yeah, if they're still going to have a big part in a high school uh, student's you know, future, they definitely do have to keep many things in mind when they look at a student's score. And like you said, Nate, you know, a student from a more urban area, maybe a larger school, they might not be getting uh, as good of an education as somebody from a wealthier area. And it is really nice to see that if they're going to stay in place, that they start examining these things and actually looking at what it is that's affecting a student and how well they do. I agree. And I definitely don't think that the SAT or the ACT should become obsolete because there's definitely a lot of benefits and that's why they've been around for so long. And I think as long as they're properly considered, I just believe that um, they shouldn't be the only thing considered, which for a while they were. And more recently, they've other things like your essay and your extracurriculars have always been important. I just think um, looking more at the person that rather than their test scores is a nice way for colleges to go because Overall, you want to produce a human being, not a student. Exactly. Okay, well, does anyone have anything to close out with? Anything to add? Um, I would say, you know, if you're, uh, if you're not yet in the college application process and you're going to be in the future, still, still consider that a standardized test will probably have a place in your application maybe still do preparation for either the ACT or SAT, whatever it is that you want to prepare for, because it's better to be prepared than to later on think, oh, maybe I do want to add this to my application and not prepare for it. So even though it's really tempting to just outright, you know, toss it to the possibility to the side, like, oh, I'm not going to take any standardized tests because all the schools are test optional. Maybe, you don't, you don't know yet, but maybe a school in your list will they might require the test or it might look better if you have the test. So just keep that in mind and try to prepare if you can. Yeah, and I just wanted to add to that. Just remember that if you do take the ACT or SAT, it's just one test one day. So don't sweat it. Take your time. And if need be, you could always retake it. Definitely. Yeah, and just remember that, there, again, there's always more important things than a test in life. Absolutely. Okay, well, this has been the Sacred Heart Open Forum. Thank you for listening, and thank you all for talking with me and to each other. (laughs) Um, Have a nice day. Thank you for listening.